Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Out of the hold of Jack Baumeister. The snap is back. The kick is away. It is up and it is good. It's good! It's good! And the Utes have beat the Trojans at the Coliseum! This is Dirt and Sprague. Here's a snap to bowl, hand it off, and up the middle, this may be all the way. 20, 10, can't catch him, goal line, touchdown, Bucky Irving! With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Oh, that ball is smoked to left field, and it is a grand slam! Adolis Garcia, and this time, instead of slamming the bat down, he just drops it and runs around the bases, and he has blown this one open. 9-2, and a statement from the Rangers. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Monday, everybody. I think the cupcakes might have killed dirt. Oh, hello. <laughs> he's out again. <laughs> he didn't have a kid, and he's already getting sick. I know. He's so screwed. <laughs> he prides himself on two things as a radio host. Getting his Spragan line picks, his gambling picks yes. advice right, and never being sick. He will tell you all the time. I don't get sick. And he's like, I'll be back tomorrow. Like, okay. Uh, wait till you have kids, and those diseases are coming home every single day, yeah. and you gotta avoid them like they're yeah. some kind of obstacle course on an Iron Man. Like, good luck to yeah. that. He can't do it. No, he's already sick. He's down. He's out today. I have no clue if he's gonna be back tomorrow. He likes to think that he's gonna be back tomorrow, but I wouldn't be shocked if he was back on Wednesday. Sounds like he's dealing with something. I don't know what it is. Who knows? There's all sorts of uh, bugs flying around right now, knocking people down left and right. So, Yeah, it's not good. Uh, but it's a lot of swag and sprague today. Yes. We have a lot to get to. Uh, we are up on YouTube. I'm going to be fully transparent. I have no idea what to do on the YouTube yeah, stuff. Yeah, they haven't built us. Uh, uh, so we have to set the different uh, the different shots, apparently. A two-shot, a three-shot, a four-shot. I'm learning TV lingo now. We need to kill um, his camera is what we need to do. Yeah, but we don't have a shot that's just one of the hosts and then the control room here, which is where I sit. Right. Um, so, yeah. So it's going to be a little awkward today. Well, you know, dis- I wish we had something to. We used to have the cardboard cutouts of like Isaac and Sue. Could we could throw something in there? I, we had the ch- rubber chicken for a while that we could throw in. I don't know where any of that went in the move. Well, I, the cardboard cutout thing. I mean, that was talk about a day of of radio back in the day when you did things just because it was <laughs> wacky and funny and hilarious. And we don't have cardboard cutouts. Yeah, 
Only two hosts have cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Because by the time we got here, radio wasn't spending money anymore. And it was like, oh, you want cardboard cutouts just for fun? No, we don't do that. That's not our thing anymore. <laughs> so uh, we'll just have a blank chair on the YouTube feed. You can follow us uh, on YouTube, 1080 The Fan, uh, the YouTube page. We are live. We've been live now for a few days. We thank everybody for hanging out, subscribing, like, rate, review, all of that. Hang out with us today uh, because we have a lot to get to. Very rarely, I have felt like this year, very rarely have the hyped games been living up to the hype in college and the NFL. Uh, I thought the Penn State-Ohio State thing, we'll get to that at 6.30 today. We can talk about what we thought about that game. Uh, But we finally got a game with hype that really up until the end of the second half uh, had lived up to it. Miami and Philly was a good football game. That was a close football game. Yeah, the pick six, and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I don't well, I don't think the final score is indicative of the game we got. No, but I think I think we got we got an answer for those that maybe Philly had been a little shaky. They weren't on the same level. You know, some of their wins were a little scratchy. That final drive for their last touchdown where they did like the seven minute one? Yeah, with the two or three uh fourth and one sneaks that all converted, even like they were on the what their twenty seven, the first one they did or something. Well they something. were gonna punt it and they got booed yeah, he called and the then, timeout. Yeah, and he Sirianni said, How changed close his mind. is it here? And he's like, All right, let's mm-hmm. go. So uh, that was extremely impressive and I'm like, Okay, that's not every team in the NFL can do that when they need to do that. There are a handful of teams that can do it. Um, for Miami, I they couldn't run the ball the way they normally wanted to run the football, and for that, Mike McDaniel did not have a good answer. So that'll be something that they'll have to work on the rest of the season when they play these upper echelon teams and get into the playoffs. Well, what you notice, the difference between Philly and San Francisco and everybody else in the league, maybe you throw Kansas City in this because Chris Jones, is when you have a stout defensive line, it just changes everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really the secret sauce. We're going to get to this with Oregon today because I saw some of this on the internet. And this whole, like, oh, who's the MVP? Who's the best player? And it's like, no, that's not how football operates. It's, it's not in any way how football operates. And so my thing is, when you have a defensive line like that, plus you're missing an offensive lineman, it's not going to be necessarily the easiest to be able to run it. I, I think the thing about Philly is... I don't think anybody doubted that they are still one of the best teams in football. It's just looked a little weird. I thought yesterday was more about Miami. I like Miami. I think Miami's really good. I wasn't going to go into this week and determine, you know, Miami's this or that based on them winning or losing that game. But I will acknowledge there's definitely a decent portion of people that just don't buy Miami as a legitimate contender. They're they're kind of stuck in this Oregon State thing. Like, can you win a road game that matters? Yeah. Can you go on the road and beat Buffalo? Or can you go on the road and beat uh, Kansas City? Can you go in a Super Bowl and beat a team like Philadelphia or San Francisco? I think they're talented enough to. I don't think this is an indictment on them. But I'm I'm kind of wondering what the takeaway is going to be nationally today because my read on it is Miami's really good, but I could see a lot of people last night watching Miami and they lose to Philadelphia on the road and go, eh, Miami's a cute little story. They can't really take care of things when they need to in those pivotal games. And so they're kind of left stuck in the situation of they're going to light up the weak opponents, 
and it's kind of a coin flip in those games against the upper echelon of the league. There aren't too many defenses put together like the Eagles, I will say that. Well, and they got all their guys back. That yeah. was the under that was the sneaky reason I picked them to spray the line was because I read a blurb on Wednesday that yeah. they were very optimistic. They got all these guys back. He had back. an interception yes. late to seal it. Yeah. Uh offensively, they got Lane Johnson back. Mm-hmm. I forget who the other key injury was the week before. Well, they had some linebackers, some secondary stuff, not just Slay. Like, they had, like, five guys come back, and that's massive for that team. They have all the experience in the world. They went to the damn Super Bowl last year. So, you know, as a team at home, getting right, you feel a little better wearing those Kelly Green uniforms. Those were fantastic. The Harold Carmichael specials. They're pretty sweet. Those were awesome. They're pretty sweet. I remember where I was... The year that they switched out of those uniforms and, and went, went to, to that forest dark green, yeah, that yeah. dark forest green. And I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, ah, that's not bad. But I fly Eagles fly with that Kelly Green man. That thing was sweet. The Dick Vermeil specials, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Herm Edwards, Herm, yep, yeah. Herm was there. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Have you taken Miami down? Does a game like that? knock Miami down a little bit because their other loss this year is they got blown out at Buffalo. That was a massive yeah. game too. And that game sucked. Um, no, not necessarily. Um, like I said, that was, you know, they get the pick six and all of a sudden you're tied there in the third quarter and here we go. So, but I think that game when, when they play another top tier team, if they, when they get into the playoffs, that will be in the back of the, my mind going, okay, when they need when the defense needs to get a stop and get the offense the ball back, can can they do that? Um, so that'll be a question, I think, in my mind going into it. I won't necessarily discount them or think they have no shot. But, yeah, if it's going to be a close game, if it's going to be, you know, fourth quarter, one-score game, can they get the stop? Can they complete the drive when they have to to – you know, take control of the game. They got Patriots this week who, you know, they're feeling good. They came off they come off the win against yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, my bigger questions are what the hell's going on in Buffalo. I I what are they doing? Um playing inconsistent football? Yeah. But I don't know how they what what's what do they need to do? I mean, they've got I mean, it'd be really nice if they ever I mean, I, they're doing a better job of it this year, but they still don't have a consistent running game. They don't have a running game. Of Josh I, Allen. And I'm and, sorry, you're yeah, not got to have something. You got to have a threat of something. There's only so many Mahomes and like Mahomes might just be one of one or like even Lamar, I'm not to suggest Lamar is better than Josh Allen, but the thing about Lamar and Baltimore is if their run game is stalling, Lamar becomes the run game. Yeah. And and I feel like he's doing a much better job of not taking those big hits. But the thing with Buffalo is the run game is non-existent. And so it's like, okay, it's Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid and Stephon Diggs. Are they going to beat you? Uh, Patriots played a hell of a game. Uh, Dolphins take on the Chiefs in two weeks, but that game's in Germany. It's in Germany, so it'll be – I mean, they'll both have the same travel. They'll yeah. both have the same experience. It's I'm not, not a fi- – how is Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City not the game? Instead, you're making him go to Germany? I- well, my guess is that game was planned. Lord knows how. Well, no, that's right. He, he no, was, they they, yeah. they they make these decisions year by I year. I don't know. I I I hate it. 
I like. I don't mind the international game. I was missing it this week. I like being awake early on Sundays and having something. Uh, ended up watching CBS Morning News, but uh, Kansas City, Miami, and Germany—it's just not. That's not the venue I want. And I'm just. I, I think it's fair for Miami, who I like a lot. I think it's a lot of credit. Tua's had a great year. You got to win one of these games. Yeah, the, just then, do. at some point they do have to win one. People got to see it to believe it. Sometimes it happens, and you say, "Oh, Philly wins the Super Bowl with Nick Foles." Uh, okay. But that doesn't – oh, that's not usually how the NFL operates. It's you see the team take their lumps early on, build, 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 and then finally slay some kind of dragon before you, you can break through here and become and taken seriously as an AFC contender. And I don't, I don't think last night did them a lot of favors. But, again, I'm, I'm still on Miami. I still think Miami's a really good football team. Oh, yeah, I don't think there's no reason they won't win 12, 13 games I, based on – What's left on their schedule? If you look at their schedule, they've got they got three games. It's Buffalo. Well, you got four. You've got Kansas City in two weeks. Then you got Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. That's yeah. how you're going to end your season. They need to get a couple of those. Dallas, and then at Baltimore, yeah. and then home against Buffalo. That's a hell of a three game. Problem wrap is, up. it's a gauntlet. Yeah. So yeah. can you stay focused? I think. Yeah. Fans will know a ton about if their team's prepared to make a playoff run all the way to the Super Bowl on how that goes. So Buffalo is the team that stood out for you yesterday? Uh, Buffalo and my Chargers. Oh. I mean, granted, it was the Chiefs, but. (laughs) We're going to talk about them today at 8 a.m., the Chargers. Yeah, I don't. We're going to have to let you air out some grievances. Something's off. Uh, Yeah, it smells really bad over there. Mm Mm-hmm. You it's, regret it at all, or uh, no? You just passed that point. You're just all no. In. I I I think there's a there's a change that needs to be made, and everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And when are you going to do it? That's, I know that's pretty much it. <laughs> there's 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 no confidence outside of the locker room that that guy's the answer. Right. The only question is, okay, inside the facilities and and the locker room, you know. I don't know if we have a lot of evidence about that either. There's not a lot of evidence one way or the other, which is strange. They're a very weird team, so we'll talk about them today. It's a loaded show. Bill Conley's going to hop on with us from ESPN.com. The SP Plus rankings also has projections of matchups this week. Oh, Swigart. I'm five days away from having anxiety for an entire day as Oregon State gets ready to play at Arizona. Oh, my word. And Oregon at Utah this weekend. We got a nice little Pac-12 weekend ahead of us. We'll react to what we saw this weekend from some of the teams that did play, including Oregon, who gets past Washington State, and uh, Bucky Irving with another massive game. Let's start there. We'll start with a little bit of local taste. Uh, Dirt and Sprague with you. Bill Conley at 730. Dirt out. He is sick. You can catch us on YouTube, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and, of course, 1080. It's good to be with you. Uh, We get it going, starting in local college football next. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Monday. Swigard, have Washington fans finally exhaled? Is it like a... Yeah, I got home Saturday night uh, from uh, from uh, the road trip up to my alma mater to see uh, the nephew uh, take out a can on my loggers. The old stomping grounds, huh? It was weird. It is a weird thing when you go back to your alma mater. Because I've been like 15, 20 years yeah. at least. And yeah. I'm like, wait, where did all these buildings come from? I go once a year usually. I don't go to a lot of college football games. I love to watch all of them, so... I kind of limit it to one or two games a year. When I go back to Corvallis, as soon as I get into the town, nostalgia just hits me for oh, hours. Yeah. I just have all these memories and moments. And Well, they set up the, the – so the Linfield, like, tailgate thing was in the parking lot that was right across from my fraternity house. Mm. So I went over there and – just staring at the house the whole time. Snapped a picture, and I'm like, mm, kind of looks the same. <laughs> Threw up there and there <laughs> – See that stain? <laughs> Threw up. Projectile vomit. That's me. And so went in and then went across to the student union building and went in there and that was all, it was sort of the same, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. It it's was, always a little different. It was odd. Yeah. And then we hit the old uh, haunt there, uh, Engine House Number 9. There you go. Uh, which was the uh, the famous haunt uh, afterwards for, for some E9 nachos. Found my my name on a plaque on a wall from 1993 when I got the beer club. Uh, did the beer club? <laughs> so your your journey back from the Linfield Puget Sound football game, you stepped into Arizona State at Washington. Well, I got home and flipped. Uh, just flipping on the t- catching up on what I mean. I saw scores on my phone and whatever, and was keeping track of the Ducks and oh, Bucky Bucky Irving went nuts and that sort of thing. So, uh, and then I flipped. I go. <laughs> Wait, it's it's what? It's nine three or what? Seven three. It was seven in the three until the quarter. fourth quarter. Yeah, and I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, and then they had the big pick six, and you're like, okay, they're gonna find a way to pull this out of the fire. There was a little bit of this in the start of the Oregon. I was kind of curious about this. We'd mentioned it a little bit during the week uh, after that game, that emotional, you know, nationally televised game with Oregon at Washington swag. It was. Was uh, Russ had said this on Monday, Tuesday, right? The old cliche: "Don't let the team beat you twice." And there was a little bit of that at the start of Oregon, Washington State. The Ducks ended up pulling away, and Washington State had like three or four straight possessions where you're not scoring or you're getting a field goal, and Oregon was trading out that for touchdowns. Yep. So you're not going to be able to hang for very long. But there was a little bit of that in the start of the Oregon, Washington State game. And so it's 17-13 at half, and you're kind of like, okay, Cougs are hanging around here. You mentioned it. I mean, third quarter was the separator there. It was 14-3. They outscored the Cougs. And Oregon really never looked back, whereas Washington, 
mean, they, they were stuck at 7-3 until the fourth quarter. They got goose-egged in the first and third quarter. They Both those teams had moments, but I text my cousin this. He's a diehard UW guy. He's a UW grad. And I said, my takeaway on this, because I watched a lot of this game, I thought their play calling was odd in certain moments, and I my only takeaway was I think Ryan Grubb and Washington are still drunk from last week. Like it was, it wasn't just a hangover. It looked like they took that Oregon game a little personally in a way that they didn't convey publicly. Whereas Landing and Oregon were kind of like, "We're ready. We're ready. We're intense. We're ready. We're hitting hard. Right. We're practicing harder." And I, I, I think you saw on Saturday night a big hangover effect happen where the Huskies. You can certainly make an argument, Swag. Huskies lucky to have gotten out of that without a loss because there was a pass interference call that for some reason they picked up the flag on it. <laughs> I thought it was a clear P.I., but I saw our buddy Tyson Alger make a good point. Look at the Pac-12 saving one of its better teams, <laughs> not letting it lose because that was an egregious flag pickup, and if that doesn't get picked up, you just never know what happens at that point. But Washington escapes their lives. Oregon starts a little slow but ultimately rolls the Cougars. And Utah did the entire conference a favor. Yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Thank you, Coach Whittingham. Did America a favor, America really? America a favor. Yeah, I think USC is right. one of those hated, you know, Because you were worried, okay, they're going to go get stomped at Notre Dame. Everybody knows that they've kind of been living on the edge, but they were still undefeated in conference play, and are they going to screw things up for somebody else? And No. That was and uh, they announced uh, Cam Rising uh, shut down for the for the rest of the year. At this point, and they'll try to get a medical redshirt. I'm guessing. Yeah, you, I mean, we kind of understood that, and then once the news trickled out, about well, once a week it was ago, a few weeks back, he revealed it wasn't meniscus. just the ACL. He yeah. ripped everything up in his knee. Well, and here's the other part of this. I I feel kind of dumb. I think we had Dirt had talked about this off the air because they hadn't released anything publicly. Was not just like assuming he was gone for the year. He suffered that injury on January 1st. Yeah. I mean, how many how many non-Adrian Peterson football players are tearing at ACL in January and they're playing in September, October, November? Very rarely happens, right? That's always been designated as like a year-long yeah. injury. I know the procedure has gotten better. You know, better. Yeah. Um, so athletes are able to rehab a little quicker, but still, I mean, you're – then you got to build the muscle back up around the joint and all that stuff. And then once you found out, once they revealed, it was not just the one ligament. It was several and meniscus. And you're like, oh. Would they have a loss if they had rising? I was wondering this, too, about Utah. Um, they USC? I don't know. Really? You don't know if there's a difference at quarterback for them? Well, there is. But also, you know, they... Because it wasn't like Oregon State was running it up on Utah. No, but we also know Cam Rising was susceptible to the untimely interception as well. It wasn't like he was just lights out. He wasn't Penix, Knicks, Caleb type level. No. And I, I know Caleb is right now like kind of getting made fun of. Emmanuel Acho had some of the dumbest comments I've ever seen from a college football analyst. Like to suggest to not play is uh, wow. I just I don't know what to do with that, but uh, you know Utah being six and one. I want to get to them coming up today because that's remarkable, and they have a massive game this weekend at home. But Oregon, I mean, it, it boils down to you can look at stats. We could talk about players. I want to get into some of that coming up at seven, but it boils down to this: 
Punt Washington State, touchdown Oregon. Field goal Washington State, touchdown Oregon. Turnover on downs Washington State, touchdown Oregon. There's your game. 21-3. 21-3. There you go. You do that, you're going to win the football game. I thought their defense, Washington State was showing some things early in that contest, and I thought their defense kind of clamped down and really put Cam Ward in that offense in a little bit of hell in, in moments. And so I thought defense came to play. Defensive line was amazing. They got to Cam Ward. I'm like, six sacks, five sacks? Yeah, five or six. I mean, that's and a tremendous effort by the defensive line to get that pass Yeah, that's rush. what Oregon State couldn't do. Yeah. They couldn't make him uncomfortable. No, he got to sit back there and carve him up. And, you know, Washington State, valiant effort, but ultimately Oregon was – Always going to do this sweet little backdoor cover, though, by the Cougs at the end. Yeah, we we had that one pegged. Yeah, we, we I think we literally nailed we, it we on said, yep. Thursday, yep. Friday. Like, that backdoor cover, Cam Ward, absolutely. And so Oregon was sitting in comfortable control there until uh, Washington State scored a touchdown with about a minute left uh, in that one to make it more respectable, 38-24. But Oregon really had no trouble, whereas Washington, woo, we're going to talk about that later as well. Washington lucky to get out of that one alive. No question. Arizona State, not a great football team. Everybody talks about the defense. I saw somebody make a point swag. If you gave USC Arizona State's defense, they'd be undefeated right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Lincoln would want a good defense. I'm pretty convinced at this point he just doesn't care at all whatsoever if that side of the ball is good or bad. So Oregon gets by. Washington squeaks one out. We'll have more on them coming up. Uh, in the second hour. Coming up next, massive football game in college football does nothing but bore and disappoint. I want to talk about that one next. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. We have a lot to get to in the show today. Thank you for hanging out with us on YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. It's weird to have that stream up and see you and I, like, delayed behind the scenes. That's true. It does take a, a second or two for it to actually transmit. How often, Swag, let me ask you this. I've always wondered this, and I've never asked you on air. Uh-oh. Because I used to watch you on primetime. Yes. <clears throat> Once upon a time, I was one of those uh, Utes that would go home and, uh, hey, go hang yep. out. Like, no, I, I usually watch yep. the first hour of I this show. I still have those show. sunglasses, by the way. So if they ever make me actually turn on the lights in here, they will be back. It's not as dark on the stream as I as it looks no, to me. No, uh, the iris is open or something. So I've, I've checked it out. How often would you go somewhere or see yourself on television later on and just like be weirded out by it from those days um because you guys used to be on on like bars and stuff yeah and they'd replay us like late at night because blazer games would be on and they just replayed the show after blazer games. yeah and so um i don't know i was usually i if i was out i was usually with you know my buddies or something so they'd notice and they would just but I was with them, and so we just make jokes and whatever, like it was normal. I don't, I don't, I didn't get too weirded out, but I didn't. Well, there's two kinds of people. 
there's there's the two kinds of kids. I didn't go. I didn't go. Oh, look at me. Look at <laughs> no. There's two kids. There's the kid that comes into the grocery store and cannot believe that they're on the security cam. Yeah, and now they're dan- they're looking at themselves doing stuff. And then there's the kid that I was. I just walked right past it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, not mm, interested. That's just that's just what I do. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm on security cam. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, so thanks for hanging out with us on our 1080 security cam. Uh, YouTube.com backslash. Everybody gets to see fan. me like where my eyes go now and all the stuff I'm doing. Well, that's the thing is it. Uh, I love radio because radio is always theater of the mind. But exactly. when you're when you're streaming, it's like, oh, now I'm seeing how the sausage is made. And that yeah. guy's not looking at that guy, and that guy's looking up something else. Exactly. No, I got I got radio screens over here. I got to do because we got like you know Twitter and then oh we yeah got the chapters. I got to put the captions in there. The Eighty five podcast, and then get the uh, get the podcast done. Well, I, something I can uh, confidently tell you, as untalented as you and I are collectively compared to Marvin Harrison Jr., yes, something I feel confident in saying is this show, despite it just being two guys talking about the sports weekend, might be more entertaining than what happened in the Big Ten on the Big Nooner. <laughs> I watched this game. I want my money back, and I didn't even pay to go to the game. This was ridiculously bad. Ohio State beat Penn State 20-12. to This game, going into the fourth quarter, collectively was 10-6. to 10-6. It took 16 points in the fourth quarter to make this game look at that score, 20-12. to And Penn State drops. Franklin is now 3-16 and against top 10 opponents. Ohio State continues to roll. Not roll, but continues to roll on undefeated and win. Yeah and win in the way that they've largely won this year. Defense, defense, defense. And you know who was a monster in the fourth quarter against Penn State? JT Tuamalau yet again. Wrecking havoc on the Penn State offensive line. Drew Aller was atrocious. 4.5-yard average, one tud, 18 of 42. Penn State's offense didn't show up, Swigart, didn't show up at all. And here goes Ohio State winning again. 7-0, 4-0 in conference. They beat Penn State 20-12. Yeah, now we'll just wait for, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend, Ohio State of Michigan. Um, You're not going to even wait for Penn State, Michigan, huh? You don't think Penn State can beat Michigan? No. Okay. No. Well, I have a question for Bill But Conley. now that game is in, it's in uh, State College, or it's out there in, at Penn State, right? Uh, is that a wide-out game? I believe so. I mean, if it's at Penn State, it should always be a, a wide-out game. Uh, Michigan at home on November 11th, so we've got uh, three more weeks. Oh, it's at Michigan? It's No, it's at home. It's at oh, Penn it's State. Oh, it's at Penn State. Yeah, it's the okay. big nooner, by the way. Oh, well, that doesn't help Penn State. No, it doesn't, because Penn State has a little bit of the Utah thing. I feel like they're a little better at home when there's a night They're a little game. sleepy for the noon games. It's just something about the vibe. Not that Utah, for example, can't beat Oregon that, this week. Yeah, not that the stadium won't be full. Or loud. But they're just a little sleepy. Lubed up, sleepy. You call whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but here's my thing. I'm actually asked Bill Conley about this at 730. I know what Ohio State is. Ohio State is a somewhat struggling offense who has amazing skill position players, and Kyle McCord may or may not dictate if they're going to beat Michigan this year. I, I know Ohio State is good. You know, Penn State, for me, I'm just never one to jump in and say Penn State's this, Penn State's that. Like, I don't think Penn State is a top-10 team. Because here's my question to Bill Conley, and I'll throw it to you. I've looked at the metrics. How do we know Penn, like how good Penn State really is? 
You can give me all the metrics and numbers you want. They've played West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, who lost at home this weekend, to Minnesota, by the way, Northwestern, Massachusetts. How am I supposed to take away any numbers from that schedule and then try to act like I know of Penn State is a top blank team in college football? No, you don't because you have they haven't played a team that can generate significant offense on their own where you your offense then is forced to keep up. Even Ohio State, they were in the game for quite a while because Ohio State's offense is not prolific. McCord is a he's a real struggle bus. He could cost them the Michigan game. Yeah. So so yeah, you don't have any idea. It and, and it's ridiculous to say, you know, now Michigan we know the one thing we know is the defense is suffocating for Michigan. Michigan's beaten Ohio State for two years. They get yeah. to ride on the high of that, and you can question how good or bad they are. They've at least done it. Yeah. Penn State's won we'll one see. time against Ohio State. Yeah, the State. question for Michigan is if they go up against a similarly, you know, matched defense, then what can the offense generate? We're but betting we, the under Ohio State Michigan, aren't we? I would think so. That number's gotta be like thirty four, right? Oh, I think it'll be in the 40s. I think there is probably an expectation that Michigan can still put. They did last year. I remember being know, surprised by that last year. to 30 year. on the board. Yeah. I, I I don't think it'll be in the 30s. That's just such a dud, dude. When you get a big game like this. I had this on delay. I went to the pumpkin patch Saturday morning. I looked at the schedule uh-huh. all wrong. I thought this game was the 5 o'clock one for some reason. Anyway, so I, I'm, I'm DVRing it. I get home at halftime. I'm racing through commercials. I'm racing through when the play is dead. And I, I'm fast-forwarding rather quickly considering how awful both these offenses were for most of the game. And so I end up catching up live by the fourth quarter, and I just I'm just bored sitting on my couch like, why am I watching this football game? But I, I'm uh, one that holds a strong opinion on Penn State that they don't play anybody. No. Penn State's, this is Penn State's schedule uh, see, this is an Ohio State conversation. We know Ohio State, okay? This is Penn State swag, who's ranked 10th and ahead of my Beavers, which pissed me off. <laughs> Indiana. Oh, man, Indiana. Maryland. Then your Michigan game. Then Rutgers, who's not bad, but not great. And then Michigan State, who just didn't show up, and you nailed that game with yeah. Michigan housing them. I... I Iowa just lost this weekend. Minnesota's not that good. I've seen Minnesota play football. Maryland will be interesting because they will be, are they looking ahead to Michigan, and Maryland can score points. That's true. Maryland's been a bit of a fraud the last couple of years. Their record is not. But they have big play capability. So even though they're muddling along or whatever, all of a sudden they can hit you with a quick score. And is Penn State too focused looking ahead to Michigan? That will be an interesting game. I'm just not. I guess I'd have to ask Conley this. I think Penn State is good. I I don't want to be uh, this to come out like Penn State's not a top twenty-five team. I just schedule has to matter. And Franklin yeah. talked about the schedule. They have beaten nobody. I'm sorry. They, they there's nothing impressive about any of their wins on their schedule. Iowa's that top twenty-five win yet at that point. It's gone. I don't I don't think Iowa's very good. I think that's been well established. Good defense, almost no offense. So, like, how am I supposed to look at metrics and say, oh, Penn State's a top 10 team in college football when all their metrics have come against Delaware, <laughs> Northwestern, UMass? Yeah. I'm so, they, they won those games. They beat 
Northwestern 41-13, UMass 63-0, and Delaware 63-7. Of course the numbers are going to be in Penn State's favor and look really good. How good are they, though? I I, I don't know. They're right in there that uh, I think you can throw a blanket on teams, I don't know, 10 through 20. I just don't think the Big Ten's very good either. Certainly not offensively. No, it's a no. Awful offensive conference, and it's a tough watch from time to time. So that you know that was one of the yeah that was billed as the big game in college. It was billed football. as the big game, and so when we got uh, up there and we're setting up the tailgate, that game was on. But I suddenly realized Oklahoma might be losing at home to Central Florida. <laughs> that ended up being a hell of a football game. Yeah, the Dylan Gabriel Bowl. Yep, they're lucky they escaped that one too because they were down early in that one. Well, you were certainly hoping that that would be the case, that they would stub their toe there, and then the Pac-12, that that clears a roadblock yeah. for, the, for the Pac-12 to get to a college football playoff. Well, and then let's not overlook Texas got absolutely gifted a victory yep. because Houston got robbed on a fourth down call. I'm well, still... and Minnesota got gifted that victory for Iowa. Uh, that I mean, was not a fair catch. You don't think that's a fair catch? No, that was not a fair catch. What was his arm doing then? You just wildly wave your arm like that? The, a wave has to go above your head. I thought his hand he was, he was, his signaling. hand was above his shoulder. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It went out like no, this. No, it went out. It, it didn't went go out up. like this. No. Come on. No. You don't think that's a, what is he doing with his arm? Why is he doing that? That's a half hearted fair catch. Like, I kind of want to fair catch it, but oh, wait, it's, it's going more in my favor here. That was no. very Iowa of them to lose that game that way. It was. Also hit the under, by the way. Under 31. <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> I was kind of sweating it out going into the fourth. I'm like, there's now, a little had too that, many points had that, here. Yeah, had that stood. It was it, 10-9. Yeah. And then they had that come back, and uh, Minnesota ends up winning 12-10. Uh, to 10. So the big – I just – don't you kind of feel like we had a good Sunday night game. I feel like I our just, big games I, are kind of becoming duds on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. You're and then, but there's always something that comes up. Virginia knocking off North Carolina that comes out of nowhere. Who the and, hell saw that coming? Um, so yeah, goodbye, Drake May to your Heisman campaign. You can't lose it. Virginia, Oof. the ACC, by the way, not as impressive in the ACC as it once was. No, are you starting to get the sense that if if the Huskies and the Ducks that we and, could get two teams and in UC, and USC no going to the Big 10 if they can figure out what their quarterback situation is moving forward oh that was, can go in and yes. make hay and it's pretty much yes we got to worry about Ohio State and Michigan and that's it why do you think Penn State strongly opposed Washington and Oregon being added to the conference they see the same thing we see ah crap our offense kind of sucks that conference needs a jolt of life offensively I don't know what Lanning's going to do at quarterback next year. I don't know what DeBoer is going to do at quarterback next year. But if either one of those nail it, those two teams can go into that conference and definitely compete. And Ohio State, like Ohio State, really good team, stout defense. Kind of said this last year, then Michigan scored a ton of points on them. And I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens at the Big Ten. But uh, a dud of a big game on the Big Nooner. Uh, this weekend, we deserve. We have to give this guy credit. He deserves the proper credit. He deserves his flowers. I tell you who it is from the weekend next. But first, uh, well, actually, no, it's not a Sports Center update, is it? It's six forty-five. So, Dirt and Sprague, we're back with more on the fan. All right, welcome back in, Dirt and Sprague, with you on this Monday morning. Dirt out today. He says he'll be back tomorrow. 
I think right now I'm going to put him being out tomorrow at a minus 115. What are we listing him as? Questionable? Officially questionable in a game time decision? Questionable did not practice today. Tomorrow is basically the Thursday NFL practice. Yeah, can he get through? Can he get through the morning walk? Can he do the walkthrough? We'll have to see. He walked through today. He couldn't give it a go. He wasn't quite ready. No. But uh, somebody who was ready. Kyle Whittingham in the Utah Utes. <laughs> I I don't know why. I, I, I'm trying not to spray the line with college games because, to Dirt's point, like I don't like that I can't gamble legally on it unless with, I go to a without sports a road book, trip. Unless I go to Spirit Mountain or a Uh But that was a slam dunk of a slam dunk to me when we talked about that game, wasn't it? Utah getting seven points? I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I took USC. I I just worried. Oh, did you take USC? I did, and they got the interception. I was like, they're going to bait. The one thing the defense could do Mm. was get takeaways. They can get takeaways and sacks. That's all that defense can do. And so I thought that would end up being the difference in the game, that eventually that Caleb Williams would just, by sheer number of opportunities, yeah. get a couple, and and it's so it's been so difficult for that Utah offense to finish drives in the end zone. It's been really, uh, yeah, it's been a big challenge for them. Well, I was I was thinking about this watching it because it ends in dramatic fashion. Bill Riley calls it. Uh, they get the game winning field goal. They walk off at USC. Lincoln and Caleb zero for three against Utah now. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking, Swag? How many teams in this conference, in the Pac-12, how many coaches or teams do you think are 6-1 and one at this point not having their starting quarterback for the season? Mm. It ain't very many, man. No. I don't think UW is 6-1. and one. Nope, not without Penix. I don't, I don't think, think Oregon is 6-1 and one without no. Knicks. I, Oregon State, you can uh, you could certainly make a claim that, hey, they won last year with Cole Branson, so maybe they it's a They did, and spot. the way that their offense is set up to rely on the run and that sort of thing, they could probably look the most like what they look like, but there's there's a few go few of those games. There's not very many though. No. And, and if there's even another one, because Kyle is he's unique. I my gambling producer lives yeah. in Long Island, New York, and he UCLA loves UCLA's the closest because they can't figure out who they want to go yeah. with. They're playing their backup quarterback as a starter who sh- you know, yeah. anyways, they should be switching that. But my producer for my gambling show loves college football and he goes, dude, I think Kyle Whittingham's top five coach of the country. And I go, I've been thinking that. Welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for watching the USC game and coming to that conclusion. Here was Lincoln Riley. Says we have to get better. Here was Lincoln Riley in the postgame. Who, by the way, first time in USC history did not allow players to be available to the media. So the clown show in Los Angeles rolls on. Here's Lincoln Riley in the postgame. My job to get better just like everybody else. Um, I've had a okay track record calling plays, so confident in my ability and our ability to do that, uh, but we could all be better for each other. That's that's called football. Like you're all in it together. I'll never sit up here and say I did it all right and guys made the mistakes. We're we're all in it together, and our success is is uh, is, is tied together. Our failures are tied together, and so we got to all uh, come back to work tomorrow with our heads up, ready to get better and go attack this challenge. And I can promise you, uh, this team and program will get that out of their head coach. Thirty-four points scored. By the Utah Utes against that defense. Backup quarterback, Barnes, who, by the way, Kyle Whittingham had this quote about his quarterback. 
We got a Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, and so they're going to make some things, and and that's just the way it is. But we got a we got ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback, so so uh, we're, we're proud of that guy too. And they love him. Says uh, Barnes is a pig farmer. They got a Heisman at SC. Kyle Whittingham is a pig farmer, and he beat. Yeah, his the family guy. owns a pig farm there in Utah, <laughs> and that's what he grew up doing. That's so fantastic! What a good win for Utah. Yes. and it makes this weekend. I. I tend to lean Oregon on this Monday morning as we talk about that game this week. And I, I think Lanning really is glad. I mean, that he will not that they wouldn't be going in and prepared, but that got his team's full attention. Styles make fights. Yes. And I didn't like that matchup for USC. I think it's a bit of a different thing with Oregon. But here's the one thing. It's in Utah. Yep. And Oregon, Utah play weird games. There's some history here. I haven't looked at the weather yet. I don't know what you're getting there in Salt Lake at 1230 on a Saturday or 130 on a Saturday afternoon. Well, now you're making me curious. Uh, Rainy and in the 40s. Buckle up, baby. Here we go. It's going to be 23-20, and it's going to be a lot of running in that game. Uh, But I want to give Kyle Whittingham his flowers. He's a bit, you know, he's a... P1 of this show, we're, we're friends of Kyle Whittingham. We've had him on several times. Uh, what he has done with a 6-1 and one record, I mean, we don't even put Utah in this conversation, and we should just because, well, it's Utah and Kyle Whittingham. Go back to the Oregon State game. I was terrified, mainly just because of the coach. And Oregon State caught him at the right time. Now they've built some confidence with their backup. Now they're looking a little, you know, a little swagger going into him coming out of that L.A. game. The defense is good. Here comes Oregon who's coming off a good win against Washington State, a close loss against Washington, and a lot on the line, 12-30 on Saturday. Kyle Whittingham, what he has done so far, unbelievable job. And that uh, certain national pregame show is going to Salt Lake City. I think we can mention them now. Oh, are they out of the penalty box? They're out of the penalty box. Okay. He may not be on game day much longer, by the I way. I saw that, too. I don't buy it for a second. No. Don't buy it. The dude's a wrestler. He too is many a commas involved in that yes. that uh, will keep him there. The, the ratings have been up since he's been on the show. Don't listen to a thing he said. He's a pro wrestler. <laughs> like, at heart, Pat McAfee is a wrestler. And a punter. It, and, a, well, and a punter, but it's all about showmanship and entertainment and being extravagant with everything that he says and does. Uh, Hour number two, let's talk about Bucky Irving. Had uh, had himself a hell of a game. We kick off the second hour. And the Huskies escaping Arizona State. Bill Conley at 730. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 